Good morning, men. We're going to get started. Awesome. Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Welcome uh, back to Iron Men. And I see we have a couple first timers here today. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here with us. We just have uh, have one announcement this morning, and I'm actually going to call uh, my friend James up here. James is a part of uh, an awesome organization that he wanted to talk uh, briefly about and make everyone aware of. I think there's some cool uh, opportunities for serving there, uh, some needs, and uh, We'll let you guys know about what's going on uh, here at the Hope Center. Good morning, brothers. My name's James. I got these uh, flyers. I'm gonna pass out. But we've got we've got the Hope Center right ne- right across the street where the Edgewood uh, Boys Ranch or Children's Ranch was. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the Hope Center. It's a ministry to help the homeless. Uh, we have a food pantry that'll be starting up uh, in the next couple weeks. We also offer job solutions. It's called 323 Staffing. If if you need a job you can come in they they help find jobs uh, fill out resumes we also offer immigration services so if, if somebody needs immigration assistance getting paperwork filled out and stuff that's all free of charge that we do over there and we have a hope center in claremont and they also have care counseling at the claremont center we don't have that offered yet over here at the uh, new hope center the signs will be going up there here in the next couple weeks also but if you guys would like to volunteer or whatever that would be awesome um um, you can come check it out. It's over here at 1010 South Dillard, just literally right behind Wawa. If you guys would be interested, it'd be really cool if you guys come over and check it out. So, thanks. So you have, uh, you're going to hand out some cards to the tables, and I think there's a, a QR code. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, James. Dave uh, Collins, if you could uh, come on up. And uh, Dave is going to be introducing this morning's teaching fellow. Dave, if you could uh, also open us up in prayer, that would be awesome. So, gentlemen, um, I just want to tell you what a blessing it is to be here before you and to introduce my friend Kevin Marin to you. You know, I first met Kevin a couple of years ago when he was going to introduce me for, for my talk. And we sat down at Panera and we got to know each other. But, you know, it's a one-time meeting, and so it doesn't stick real well. But we did learn at that meeting just how well we got along and how many similarities we had in our lives, even, even if he spent 30 years in IT and I spent 30 years in automotive. Uh, we still had quite a few things in common and we really kind of bonded. So it's my privilege and my honor to introduce him this morning. A little bit about Kevin. Uh, he was born and raised in New York. Please don't hold that against him, okay? For those of us that remember when it was Edgewood Boys Ranch Road, he has three children. Uh, Sharon, Aaron, and Michael married six years to Marcia and picked up three additional children, Michael, Kyle, and Michaela, and five granddaughters. And man, I'll tell you what, that's, that's where the fun starts. Uh, he's worked in IT, as I mentioned, for over 30 years. He loves cycling and uh, cycles 40 miles a week. He enjoys playing golf and pickleball, the new sports trend. Soon to become an Olympic event, I'm sure. Uh, He is currently studying to become an ordained minister, as he was recently asked to officiate his son's wedding in September. And uh, one thing that was kind of fun, another parallel that we have, uh, when his son got engaged, uh, his future daughter-in-law said, there's only way I'm marrying you, and that's if your dad performs the ceremony. And you know, last week we talked about the, the, um, the example the example that Abraham gave to his son 
Isaac. Isaac probably heard stories about his stepbrother, may have never seen him, but it was Abraham's example that gave Isaac the faith to allow his life to be sacrificed on the woodpile. And it's Kevin's example that has been before his children to perform that wedding ceremony. And, and that is a testimony to what he is witnessing to his children. So uh, he is obviously being a good example to his kids. But uh, let me pray over his message and then I'll get him up here. Well, Father, I just lift up Kevin and this group of iron men to you this morning. Lord, I pray that heart hearts, ears, and minds are open to hear your word. I pray that there are, are just hidden messages woven within what Kevin speaks that just turns the hearts of men towards you or maybe sheds some light on your love in a different way that they've never seen before. Lord, I pray for a hedge of protection around Kevin as he speaks for clarity of thought, clarity of mind, clarity of speech. And I pray a blanket of protection over this entire meeting in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let me introduce Kevin Marin. Thanks, Coach. Well, let's start the morning off properly. The top of the morning to you. It is St. Patsy's Day. Thank you, guys. I'm uh, honored, and uh, it's a pleasure to always come and to just be with you guys, to hear all the stories, to listen to the stories, listen to your lives, and just get to know everybody. May just God bless you. And may I just start by saying thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me and for every man in this room, that you paved a way that we could never do on our own. Thank you, Lord. Um, so I'm going to continue a little bit on the story of Abraham, and I want to focus in particular on uh, Genesis 12, 1 and 2. Uh, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you and will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I think uh, the focus of God's command was that Abram, uh, also known as Avram in Hebrew, should uproot himself his fellow, and follow his lead. God called him to leave three things, which progressively became more difficult. First, his country, then his kindred or his family, and then his father's home. You know, in Abram's world, such a move was unheard of. Only those that are poverty-stricken or, or, um, or defeated would wander, and only the landless or fugitives would actually leave their ancestral... Sorry, I'm having speech impediment this morning. Ancestral lands. And more so in those days, a man would work his father's business. And he never left home. He stayed there until his father died. And then as an inheritance, he would take over that business. So to ask Abraham to leave everything and just move away was completely unheard of and against every tradition that these people lived by. And worse yet, God didn't even tell him where he was going. He just told him, just follow me, trust me. I want you to go. Talk about faith. In Hebrews 11, 8 and 9, by faith... Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of that same promise. So according to, to Genesis 12 to 3, Abraham had only a promise from God, which was also a prophecy. We see Abram's faith in his willingness to obey God based solely on the confidence that God would perform what he said he promised. Just incredible faith. Can you imagine somebody to just ask you to pick up everything you got and move? Trust me, just move. I'll let you know when we're done. That's pretty good. So I didn't have thought about that, and Abraham's got to pick up and he's got to move. And you kind of wonder how his ancestors just ended up in a whole different part of the world. Anybody else ever have to move? Uh, just your family? Maybe they picked you up when you were kids? So I thought about my, my tradition. And my grandparents were born in 
uh, County Monaghan in Ireland. And they came over around 1900 to the States, settled in Chicago. My dad went into the Air Force, where it was a pilot, uh, went to University of Illinois, studied computer science, took a job at IBM, and ended up getting transferred to New York. So now I'm kind of full circle here. I was born and raised in New York. Uh, after high school, moved to Jersey to continue my education, and then eventually started a family, bought a home, and moved to Bethlehem, PA. And as would have it, uh, through a series of events with employment opportunities that failed, companies that were shut down, I ended up moving to Florida. I mean, think about it. I could be sitting in Dublin sipping on a Guinness. <laughs> but anyway, that was a moment in my life when I, when I got a real test from God. I had worked for a company for 23 years and uh, was pretty settled. And I thought for sure this is where I'm going to retire. I'm set. I got a home. I got a wife. I got three kids. Family's going well. Salary's well. And the company was then sold. And I was out looking for a job. After working for somebody for 23 years that you thought you gave your life and sold to. Uh, this is also in 2008 with the economy tank. No Nobody's hiring, nobody's, I go to an interview, there's 10 guys in the room for one job. So after about three years of bleeding my 401k, I was a few months away from even having the ability to pay my rent. And I was out sitting with a couple of friends, of probably sharing a Guinness. And one of them asked me, so how's it going? How's the finances? Any jobs on the outlook? And I said, you know, there's nothing out there. But God has never given me a lottery ticket, but he's always given me opportunities and provisions. He's always taken care of me and provided for me. And he just came to mind and I quoted Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. Two days later, after being out of work for three years, two days later, I got a call and a job offer as long as I would come to Florida to take the job. In July, I'll be celebrating my 12th year with that company. So God just had a plan. I just didn't see it. And, and But like Abraham, I tried to be faithful and say, I don't want to move to Florida. I'm in a relationship. I met a gal four years ago. I'm going to have to pick up and just start over. But that's what I did. Little did I know that he changed everything about me. At that time, I wasn't even going to church. Barely opened up the Bible. I moved down to Florida. I met a gal who introduced me to Real Life Church in Claremont. I got involved with their men's group out there. I got invited to go to the men's group, and about a year later, I got baptized and gave my life to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Short, shortly thereafter, God introduced me to a godly woman who I married, and we'll be celebrating our sixth anniversary in July. Um, and you talk about a great woman. Some of you know her story, Marsha. She runs Life Choices Women's Clinic to help women in pregnancy crisis situations. But more importantly then, God wasn't finished. He was just starting to get me back on the path. I went for a bike ride one day, met my wife down at Crooked Can, and I don't see him here this morning, but I met Andy Jones at Crooked Can. And the thing that drew my attention to him, he had a, a mug that said Iron Men of God on it. So I said, get that guy beer on me. He came out and introduced himself. We chatted for a few minutes, and he introduced me and invited me to come here. It's been about, I don't know, two to three years I've been coming here. And thank you. This is one of my best days of the week to come and share Friday mornings with you guys. You know. Additionally, I got, with COVID, we stopped going to church, as everybody did. But eventually, Mosaic was one of the first churches that reopened their doors, and we started going to Mosaic. And I got involved with a Bible study group. I'm now part of a group, couple's Bible study on Wednesdays. And also, I met this fellow over here here, Keith Strong, who runs a men's Bible study on Monday nights. So I went from not even opening up the Bible, not studying, not going to church. I'm going to church on Sundays. I got a men's study on Monday, a couple study on Wednesday, and I'm here on Friday with you fine men. The Lord steered me and kept bumper cars, just kept pushing me back to the right path. 
So God talked to me in funny ways. I mean, he, he, he made a painful situation and he took something as he always does and he made something out of it. So I, I want to kind of go back to um, God speaking to Abraham. And he says, now, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. But it sounds to me that he spoke audibly to Abraham, right? Jason, <laughs> Just, he's speaking to him, right? Does he speak to you? Have you ever heard his voice? You know, he speaks to us in many, many ways. And, and I have a great resource that I want to share with you if anybody wants to look into it. Um, there is a book called Whisperer. Sorry, my pages are stuck together here. Mark Batterman is his name. And um, in the book, he talks about the primary way that God speaks to us is through scripture. But there's also six secondary languages that he refers to. And they involve desires, dreams, doors, people, promptings, and pain. So maybe he's not speaking audibly to you, but maybe he is speaking to you in one of those other ways. Do you listen to him? That's the other thing. You got to listen. One of the reasons Mark called his book Whisper is because if you're not quiet, you can't hear him. If you're too noisy and too busy in this world, you can't hear him. You have to listen. So keep your ears open and keep your mind open. You're receptive to the Lord. I think he just kind of pushes me around. Um, how am I doing on time? You all right? Good. So um, one of the things that I also found is that he uses people, right? And I had a personal experience that I'd like to share. My, my wife, as executive director, uh, she just opened up a second location in Claremont. And as anybody knows, opening up a business, there's financial challenges. There's, there's getting it off the ground. It's slow to get started. And one evening, she and I were heading to bed, and she was very restless. And I could tell she wasn't going to sleep. And something that a friend had told me once came over me, and I leaned over, and I laid my hands on her head. And I prayed over her, and I said, Lord, bring her peace. Bring her comfort. Bring her rest. Let her know that you've got this. And I said to her, honey, between 10 p.m. tonight and 6 a.m. tomorrow when you wake up, there is nothing that you can do to change your circumstance. Nothing. You can't send emails, phone calls. You can't do anything except give it to God. Let him take it. Within five minutes, she was out and she slept like a baby. So let me ask you a question. Anybody ever pray over your wives or over your children? First time I did it, it was kind of awkward. But I'll tell you what, one of the most gratifying and, and satisfying moments of my life. Anyway, I think that um, the Lord has a way of bringing other people into our lives. Uh, not only did I meet Keith here, but uh, I had a chance circumstance with a couple at Publix in front of the deli counter. And I was standing there online as they were, and uh, they were wearing riding clothes. And I, I said to this lady, I said, you look like you've been out riding. She goes, nah, we tried to go to a spinning class, but we couldn't get in. It was full. She goes, do you ride? And I said, no, uh, actually, I'm kind of on sabbatical. I had some heart issues, and I'm on break. Well, wouldn't you know it? She says, well, my husband and I just moved here from Colorado, and, and he needs a cardiologist. Could I get your cardiologist's name? Those people are part of my Wednesday night couples Bible study several years later. They're two of our dearest and best friends. We've gone to each other's family's weddings. I mean, the Lord placed us there. So sometimes it's not even audible. He just puts people in your path and you just run into them. So, you know, sometimes it's just being receptive and recognize the Lord's talking to you. I guess in final, you know, just have faith in God. We have a big, big God. I remember talking to friends who, who were like, he'll never forgive me of that. And if you don't think he can forgive you of something, then you've put a limitation on God, the almighty. It's not possible. He can do anything and everything. Uh, I just want to leave you with a, uh, because of uh, St. Patty's Day and just honoring it, I want to leave you with an Irish blessing, if I may. Um, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind blow gently at your back. May the rain fall gently on your field. May the sun shine warmly on your face. And until we meet again, may the Lord hold you in the palm of his hand. God bless and thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. 
Really appreciate you, man. Kevin uh, gave me three questions. I sent them out to all the table captains uh, last night. And we're going to spend the rest of the morning at our tables. So table captains, the floor is yours. 